Hey there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning in to Sin's Workshop. Hope you're having a wonderful day. All right, today we are talking about Unchosen by Catherine Blair. So uh, let me just start by saying I read this book within two days. I could not put it down. I was so excited to read it. I love the color artwork. I love the edition that I got from the bookish shop the bookish box subscription the interior artwork design is amazing and if you watch my youtube review i will show you all the details on that but back to the story i mean what blair does is she reinvents the whole zombie trope in a very inventive way so it all stems from the legend of Anne de Graff, and I looked her up, she was actually a real uh, pirate. <laughs> I think that's really cool. She was a real female pirate. Uh, she did exist. There are lots of legends that have come from her existence. So who's to say what's true, you know, once she became a pirate. But I think it's really inventive. I think it's really creative for Blair to use this as sort of the catalyst for these zombies quote unquote um and that's how blair refers to them as well it's kind of meta in that way uh they eat flesh uh their eyes go red that's why they call it the crimson um when you're infected and it doesn't you can't be turned by being bitten or by being scratched. It's through direct eye contact. And I thought that was really interesting for the story as well. It's something new. It's something I definitely haven't seen. When you think zombies, you think, oh my god, if they get scratched or bitten, they're turned. No. You have to look at them directly in the eye. And you can save yourself. If within 24 hours you infect three new people, you are what they call a xanathos. So you have yellow eyes. And it, you're fixed, pretty much. You can't be reinfected. So this creates a lot of tension for the story that I think is really well done because you're seeing how humanity is forced to reckon with this curse. You know, this curse that was brought on by greed. This curse that really ties into humanity um in a way and i thought that that was really well done because a lot of people they don't want to save themselves they would rather be turned than save themselves and i mean <laughs> i just thought it was a really good story ultimately i loved it like i said i couldn't put it down i do love the adventure of the story as well it's kind of taken on the sea. You know, you have pirates. It, there's a lot of seafaring. And I think that that's something that is on the rise in literature. You're seeing a lot of pirateering in literature. Um, I guess it's a new phase. Remember, there was a phase of everything was just vampires. <laughs> or everything was just vampires and werewolves. And everything was just zombies. And now you have this new trope of... Um, being a pirate or living on the sea, I think there's something romantic about it. And I really did like how it was something fresh. It was something different. I don't read a whole lot of a pirate, I guess, literature where the story takes place in the sea. My guilty pleasure is Waterworld. So 
I will tell you that. <laughs> um, that's not a good movie. Just so you know, it's so scientifically inaccurate, Waterworld. But I still enjoy it. Um, but that's what I like about this story. You know, it's something new. It's something fresh. It's definitely not something that has been done before. And all the tropes, Blair reinvents them. So they are fresh. They're unique. They keep up the tension and the momentum of the story. And her storytelling is really well done. I love how she keeps the momentum and the fluidity, even though she's doing a lot of flashbacking. The flashbacking adds depth to the dynamics and to what's happening right now in the present day for Charlotte. And that's why I like it. You know, it's not a hindrance to the story. Sometimes when you get flashback scenes, they are a hindrance to the narrative, mainly because they break up that momentum if they're not written in a fluid way. And she kind of just goes into them very smoothly, very fluidly in her storytelling. And I think that that's really inventive. I think it's very clear that she is a good writer of being able to do that being able to tell this story without breaking the momentum, being able to establish really strong dynamics and history in those flashbacking scene. I think they add to the story. They give it more depth. Now, as for the characterization, this is a story about three sisters um, at its core. You've got Harlow, the older sister. You have Vanessa, the younger sister. And then you have Charlotte. She's the middle sister. And she's kind of always been content with being in the background, you know, her sister's support system. But when she wants to help, you know, the apocalypse has happened. She doesn't want to be in the background anymore. She wants to help. And she's very clever, you know. She can... Her, her younger sister, Vanessa, is the chosen one. Harlow, her older sister, has taken up co a command position. So... I think it's something interesting to see Charlotte go on this journey of self-worth. You know, she's finding out that she's worth more than just being the middle sister. And I think that that's really engaging for the reader. I think a lot of us, when we have siblings, I, I don't know, I'm an only child, but I think a lot of people, when we have siblings, at times, we feel outshined by them. Uh, you know, psychologically speaking, there is sort of this competition uh, going on with siblings. You're always competing for something. I learned that in my one semester <laughs> psychology course at college because um, it was uh, apparently it's a really big thing. So we talked about it extensively. So you always get to see that there is this competitive nature between sisters. But with Charlotte and Harlow and Vanessa, I really do love their sisterly dynamic. I like how it's realistic. They don't always get along. They don't always listen to each other. But at their core, they love and they care about each other. They occasionally say things they don't mean. It's realistic. You know, in the heat of the moment, you say things you don't mean. Or you say things you've been holding in that you wanted to continue to hold in. So I think that that was really well done. I thought it was a well-executed element to 
the storytelling. Uh, it adds more dimension to their characterization and to their dynamics. You know, it makes some those dynamics between these characters come alive. It makes them relatable to the reader, especially if they have siblings, you know. And Charlotte, the, the title of the book says it all. It's called Unchosen. You know, she feels rejected by the boy she's always loved, who chooses her older sister. Her younger sister is the chosen one. She feels very much left out. She feels very unchosen by the universe. But in the end, you get to see that she proves to everyone that it doesn't matter what anyone else says. She has more to offer. She has more to give than what they think. And I thought that that was really well executed. So I'm going to go ahead and give Unchosen four, four and a half stars. I could not put it down. I loved reading it. I thought it was so well done and executed. I am a huge fan of Blair's writing. Uh, if you want to go ahead and purchase the book, please purchase from your local bookseller or your local bookstore or your online bookstore retailer. Please try to avoid Amazon at all costs. If money's tight, which I understand, you know, a lot of us are still reeling from COVID. Many of us are still on furlough. Many of us are still working on cut hours and limited hours. Please check out the book from your local library. Libraries are a great resource for the community. Definitely deserve all the support that they can get. And on that note, I hope you all will continue to support me by liking this podcast, sharing it with all your book-loving friends and subscribing to it. You can also support me by becoming a supporter on Anchor. There's a link and information on that in the description. Hope you all have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.